Well, there's a new update in the uh, fraud of a story that the New York Times put out in late December, uh, accusing Hamas of weaponizing sexual violence on October 7th. And as we showed at the Gray Zone and as Electronic Intifada showed with their reporting and Mondo Weiss as well, and other voices, uh, this story was a fraud. It was a complete fraud. Uh, there's no forensic evidence to support any of the claims, and the claims from the witnesses are all undermined by either their own statements or the available evidence. And our reporting, our debunking of the story, led to a major controversy. It forced people at the Times to confront the fact that their paper had put out a fraud, and this fraud was clearly done to whitewash the Israeli genocide to to justify to you know serve as justification for the genocide because how could we possibly have a ceasefire with these uh, rapists from Hamas and also to distract from the actual real crimes unfolding before our eyes with our support and the latest in this came when a Twitter user who uh, is known as Z Squirrel it's an anonymous account but who has been very very vocal in speaking out against this story. Um, pointed out that one of the authors of it, uh, whose name is Anat Schwartz, liked posts on Twitter calling for Gaza to be turned into a slaughterhouse, uh, among many other such posts. Um, Zizkar also revealed that this person had no journalistic experience. Uh, and I mean, there's many more revelations about her conduct, which we can go through. She but... also liked posts repeating the 40 beheaded babies hoax. And, uh, yeah, this was by the Israeli foreign ministry. She liked it. <laughs> 40 babies murdered. I remember blowing this one out of the water at the time. And yeah, so it's funny. I actually looked into Anat Schwartz's background much more superficially because I, I was more focused on exposing the contents of the article, all of the demonstrably false testimonies, the dubious witnesses who are changing their story again and again, the lack of evidence, along with Jeffrey Gettleman, the lead author's own background as someone who's previously fabricated quotes and had been caught doing it. So I just saw that Anat Schwartz had identified herself on Instagram on her bio as storyteller. <laughs> and she had some kind of presence in the like liberal Zionist scene in Tel Aviv. But uh, among many liberal Zionists, they turned genocidal after October 7th. So this isn't surprising. She needs to address why she liked these posts. And that hasn't happened yet. And I would think that the easiest excuse would be, um, and, I, and, I, and I assume that like they're not so stupid that they haven't thought of this, that Anat Schwartz would just say, well, <clears throat> I was liking them as a placeholder uh, for a future investigation. But uh, I don't know if that's plausible. Anat Schwartz also happens to be a former military intelligence in Israel, someone who works for Israel's public broadcaster, Khan News, is just deeply embedded in Israeli society, shares the anxieties and, yes, the genocidal zombie-like racism of so many Jewish Israelis. And why did the New York Times hire her? Because she was a gateway to the witnesses that they wanted to compel into participating. Actually, I uh, think it's important to point this one out. I, I don't have it in the notes, so I'm pulling it up. Um, but one of the key figures in this Jeffrey Gettleman hoax investigation uh, was interviewed by Ynet 
Yeah, here it is. Was interviewed by Ynet, the Israeli, well, like Israel's most popular newspaper. And they were the person who filmed the so-called girl in the black dress, Gal Abdush, uh, who had been found dead in a state of rigor mortis with her dress kind of, small dress kind of hiked up um, with burns on her head next to her destroyed car. An image, interestingly, the New York Times didn't show in their article. But they wanted this video so they could do some kind of open source investigation into it and try to prove their claim, which was then discounted by family members of Gal Abdush in public, that she had been raped by Hamas. And so I think this is more scandalous even than Anat Schwartz liking genocidal rants. This is the translation. How did they reach you from the New York Times? <clears throat> this is the video, the person who shot, shot the video. Through the Instagram story, they called me again and again and explained how important it is to Israeli Hasbara. They really invested in it. It was important for them to know every detail, blah, blah, blah. In other words, Anat Schwartz, an Israeli former military intelligence officer working in Israeli media, hired by the New York Times to do Jeffrey Gettleman's legwork was telling other Israelis that they need to go ahead with this story to help Israel's Hasbara, meaning help Israel make the case for its genocidal assault in Gaza. That to me is the scandal of this latest chapter in the exposure of this bogus investigation as one of the worst acts of journalistic malpractice since Judith Miller's reports on WMD for the New York Times. And according to Ryan Grimm of The Intercept, uh, the New York Times is cutting ties with Anat Schwartz, uh, but I predict that the accountability will stop there. They're not going to retract that scam of an article that she worked on, even though we now have confirmation that she did it with the clear aim of helping Israeli Hasbara and played a key role in the story. Um, Gettleman relied on her so-called reporting. Yeah. Um, the Daily Beast has reported she's under investigation. I believe what Ryan's saying here. Um, <clears throat> he previously got some sources in the New York Times to reveal that the New, <clears throat> the New York Times had canceled its daily podcast uh, as the result of internal staff uproar and fallout. Well, he, he didn't say it directly. He should have credited us. But because of the work we've been doing, they saw that the article was bogus. So, yeah, you're right, Aaron. It's a completely superficial response. The response should be actually to punish Jeffrey Gettleman, the lead author, and New York Times leadership. There should be fallout at the leadership level because they've been protecting this investigation. They authorized it. And they are the they are pro-Israel. They're objectively pro-Israel. Yeah. So what we're seeing here is something that reminds me of the Abu Ghraib scandal when this poor girl from West Virginia who got caught up in it as a prison guard at Abu Ghraib, Lindy England, got blamed for the entire Bush administration's on the like on paper torture policy. That's what they're gonna do with Anat Schwartz. And then they're gonna keep the peace up which should be retracted. There's not going to be a serious investigation. This is like James Fry level forgery. This is like 
one of the great journalistic scandals of our times of our time. And one of the reasons why they're able to protect and insulate themselves at the New York Times is because everybody else did it. Everybody else got in the act. The Guardian did it. Yeah. The Washington Post did it. Remember the Washington Post headline testimony after testimony shows mass rape on October 7th. There, and then the testimony didn't show that. It was, and they're sharing all the same testimony. Haaretz did it. Yeah. I think that was a Haaretz headline. Haaretz did it, attacked us, and then, you know, in bits and pieces showed that it wasn't, there was no evidence. Yeah. The Nation magazine, a columnist of the Nation magazine called us, called you and I rape denialists. Uh, the Intercept um, parroted the the sexual violence claims, said it was said that even that some activists were celebrating as justified resistance. It's just ridiculous and, of course, fake. Um, fake. But I, you know, I I want to correct something. This was on Democracy Now today in reporting on the Intercept, uh, reporting that the Times is investigating the story. The Democracy Now described this uh, Gettleman's article as widely criticized. It wasn't widely criticized. It was widely parroted. Yep. It was narrowly criticized by a small group of niche independent journalists, us, Electronic Intifada, Mondo Weiss. There also was that statement from a, a Middle Eastern feminist collective. I forgot the exact name, but that came out pretty much immediately too. Uh, Mehdi Hassan others, promoted the article. Uh, I, Mehdi, I'm not surprised to hear that. Uh, Peter Beinhart. Peter Beinhart promoted the article. The article. Um, people like that did. So it wasn't widely criticized. It was widely parroted. And a few of us who take you know, our job seriously as independent journalists, we debunked it because we're not intimidated by stories like this, which is in the most cynical way, weaponizing one of the most sensitive allegations you can lodge was the sexual violence. But it was such a transparent scam that you know, uh, it was easy to debunk. And um, anyway, not that I expect to be credited for it, but just you, it's, you can't say it was widely criticized. It was, it was widely parroted. And people, unfortunately, too many people sat on the sidelines and just didn't step forward to debunk it, I think because they were intimidated by the gravity uh, of the allegation and the consequences that you get when you challenge Iraq WMD-esque scams like this. Yeah. Uh, it, it instantly screamed WMD deception. but as, And it came after so many other deceptions. A plus, I mean, it's emanating from Israel, like the international base of lying and mendacity. So it was easy to see. I mean, it, it was obvious that we should challenge it. And once I started digging into it, it was clear that things were not things. I mean, it just immediately fell apart. Um, and now what we're, we're dealing with is the media is recycling all of the dis discredited allegations and laundering them through new organizations like the Association of, of Rape Crisis Centers in Israel issued a report and the Guardian reported it as fresh evidence. But I looked into it and it was the same sources, Sapir, Roz Cohen, all of the, uh, you know, uh, what, was it Sergeant M, this guy who's this Israeli rescuer? They're all liars and frauds. And there was nothing new in it, except that they had conducted interviews with members of Zaka, the most corrupt, discredited group, which was exposed by Haaretz after I published a kind of clinical debunking of all of their lies. Haaretz showed how Zaka members from this ultra-Orthodox supposed rescue group 
were actually carrying out fundraising calls with dead corpses on the ground nearby, which they had staged for those calls. They had actually dragged corpses onto the site from October 7th in order to compel donors to send them money. And they've raised something like $20 million since October 7th when they were financially insolvent beforehand. So the, these, these are the sources that keep coming up. They keep recycling them. And then CNN hosts the head of the Israeli rape crisis centers who conducted no, almost no original research for this report. And she talks about the Holocaust, talks about it in light of the Holocaust. The media will not stop with this, even as the story is crumbling in real time. And the New York Times is in a state of crisis and damage control. And they, that's why I think this is maybe an even bigger scandal than yeah. just the New York Times reporting on WMD because it's a media-wide hoax. And meanwhile, compare the parroting of this scam in the New York Times and other places to the reaction to this from uh, a UN expert recently voicing allegations of sexual violence against Palestinian women and girls. Uh, did Hillary Clinton come out and condemn this? right after Hillary Clinton convened a conference at Columbia, standing on stage with Jeffrey Gettleman, the author of the fake Hamas sexual violence article. So the hypocrisy is is glaring. And, um, well, let's, uh, you let's, know, let's watch, uh, you know, the Matthew Miller, the spokesman at the State Department, former spokesman for Bob Menendez, uh, paragon of, of ethics and, uh, completely independent voice on foreign policy, Bob Menendez. Um, this is his former spokesman who's now the Baghdad Bob of the State Department commenting on that very report that you mentioned, Aaron. And I think this highlights the double standards perfectly. By the UN experts from the UN uh, office yesterday expressing alarm over allegations of human rights violations to which Palestinian women and girls in the West Bank in Gaza is subjected to dates that the UN It's a little quiet. Yeah, so she's basically asking about that report and I'm getting it as loud as loud as I can. And in accordance with from the reports. All right, well, unfortunately the volume is terrible. Yeah, it's too low. Detained individuals must be treated humanely and in accordance All right, well basically he says that uh, they can't verify that report. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas Matthew Miller is uh someone who pre he, he he said there's no independent confirmation of what the un experts found but he never asked for independent confirmation of what the israeli foreign ministry and all of its propagandists were pumping out about hamas hamas mass rape on october 7th in fact matthew miller said that it is a well-established fact that palestinian militants sexually abused israelis he also said that the reason that Hamas wasn't um, set interested in negotiating for the release of Israeli hostages is that the female hostages would disclose how they were sexually abused oh, in captivity God. based on absolutely nothing. Yeah. You know, they should task the intelligence community to do an assessment of these allegations against Hamas because the intelligence community did just do an assessment of the allegations against UNRWA, which, uh, after Israel lodged them, after Israel claimed that a handful of UNRWA staffers were involved in October 7th and that 10% or something of UNRWA staffers have a connection to Hamas, which even if true doesn't mean anything because like 
you know, Hamas is the government in Gaza. But um, after that, Blinken, Anthony Blinken said these allegations are highly, highly credible. And just this, and just last week, it emerged that the U.S. intelligence community did an assessment of this and rated it low confidence when it comes to the allegation that uh, UNRWA staffers took part in October seventh. But nonetheless, the U.S. embraced the allegation with, with you know, redeemed it highly credible and suspended UNRWA's funding as a result. And now U.S. intelligence, even U.S. intelligence, is forced to say there's no evidence for it. So I wonder how they'd fare if they were forced to look at the actual evidence for these Hamas sexual violence claims.